So I was going to do the whole ad thing for Hiker straight away. And, you know, I have written down here and I've lost the piece of paper and I was trying to write it down again. Um, and I went to, into the app just to, to actually find out how many trails we have because uh, it changes every single time I do the do the read. Um, we're up to 1,950, 1,950 trails all around the world. That's insane. And we're actually aggressively adding more trails on every single day. Um, if you keep an eye on the, the Hiker app and the, the website, over the next few months, you will see that number dramatically increase. Um, we're we're really excited about what's what's going to happen over the next couple of months. Um, but yeah, go and download the Hiker app for free now in your Play Store or the iOS App Store, or head over to Hiker.com. Yes, Hiker.com. H-I-I-K-E-R.com. No app. Well, you can still go there as well, but .com. Okay. That's how we roll. So, how are you? How have you been? Have you been outside? Have you been hiking? Do you know what? I'd really love to hear more about your journeys, your hiking adventures. If you're out for a day, you're out for a weekend, you're out for a week, you're, if you're currently in the middle of a through hike i'd love to hear about it and uh, we get a bunch of people sending messages into the in, in, uh, our instagram into our facebook into our email just talking about the podcast and saying that they, they they're enjoying the podcast and i appreciate that i really really do but i'd actually love to hear about what you're up to you know what hikes you've been doing um and to, to read some of the stories in the podcast i think it'd be i think it'd be pretty cool um, so yeah, get in touch. You can get on to us on Instagram, on Facebook. You can get us on the uh, email. So it's podcast at hiker.co. That's podcast at hiker.co. Uh, let us know what you think about the podcast as well, as always. I appreciate all of the feedback. So in this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by a couple. A couple from the UK. You remember I spoke to Ellie and Carl otherwise known as Tough Souls, uh, an Irish couple that had successfully walked every single Waymark Trail in Ireland. Uh, I spoke to them at the end of season one of this podcast. Well, Max and Tom, otherwise known as It Takes a Journey on Instagram, go check them out, they're planning on doing kind of the same thing in the UK with all of the National Waymark Trails, all 16 of them. Um, and when I spoke to them, they hadn't started yet. They they had planned this, uh, but the pandemic hit, and they just all plans went uh, went awry. Um, but they've just completed, as of yesterday, I think, the first of the sixteen national waymark trails. They completed the South Downs Way, a trail that uh, myself and Paul and Paul's fiance and, and my daughter Caitlin completed in twenty nineteen. Um, so congratulations to Max and Tom for completing your first one of 16 National Waymark Trails. I cannot wait to be there, hopefully, <laughs> at the finish line of 
number 16 uh, when, you, when you cross that line. Um, it'll be f a fantastic achievement. Um, Max and Tom are a wonderful couple. They're wonderful human beings. Uh, they've got some really interesting travel stories. They've hiked the Appalachian Trail. They've done a bunch of hiking around the world and some really interesting travel stories. Um, we sat down uh, on a Friday evening uh, they had a glass of wine so I ran out and got a glass of wine so we had a really nice um, chat it was it was really like I was chatting to a couple of old friends and uh, we've kept in touch ever since and uh, hopefully we'll have them on again when they complete their 16 National Weimar Trails but some really good uh, chat about their their adventures their planned adventures and the kind of the purpose behind they uh, why they do what they do also they are you know living that van life uh which i'm hoping to do next week uh for a week but they really truly live that van life at the moment so um yeah i hope you enjoy this interview with max and tom Hello. Hello. Welcome to the Hulker Podcast. How are you? Yeah, we're good. good thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Good. How are you doing? I'm. I'm. I'm well. <laughs> I'm still in my five kilometers. So uh, yeah, no, it's 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 okay. It's okay. But I am. <laughs> I know. I think. I don't. Well, have, yeah. yeah, we were. I know. Just before the call, we were just discussing my my fetching new jumper, uh, care. Oh yeah. Abby Barnes. So um, that you know, you have the little bit of retail therapy that's coming uh, and keeping me sane. But uh I was going to say it's the five kilometers. Um, the rules there that you can't five go five kilometers from your house. Yeah, five kilometers is the rule. Yeah. So you're basically not allowed to travel any more than five kilometers unless it is for an extreme reason or you know an essential reason. Um, yeah, yeah. So if you can work from home, stay at home. If you don't need to go anywhere, stay put. Um, yeah, yeah. That's basically Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Uh, what, what, no, right. what, what are the okay? It's like stick to your town. Stay local. Like, yeah, it's just stay local. It's kind of. There's no distance. <laughs> I don't think. I'm not aware of a distance. No, I don't think there is a distance. <laughs> I think it is, yeah, it's stay local, which can be probably read by lots of people in different ways. Local could be. Is. Yeah. Uh, going over to G Gibraltar and stay local jeez give me a break we're, just, we're discovering well we have discovered a lot of walks around our around oh, in our local area it's quite it's quite funny you get used to just walking the same walks and you're like today i'm gonna turn right and then you're like oh this is a whole new walk yeah i, I was only <laughs> speaking uh with um, my girlfriend and her friends about this the other day uh you know coming out of your house and deciding to turn left and go and it's just a whole new world or um walking on the opposite side of the road and you just see things in a completely different light i'm yeah, doing yeah. the same thing like uh, so i i go for runs regularly in the, the local park i'm lucky actually we have we have like four or five parks like w within my 5k um but there's one in particular that i go to regularly and i remember just uh, you know for a week i was going in the same direction and then i decided one day it's like huh 
<laughs> and then I realized why I was running that in that direction because the wind it, it never is in face. <laughs> and then I ran the wrong way and the wind was constantly in my face. Oh man. That but, is like I don't know about you though, when I running and the wind, like I have to have like my ears covered. I hate running when it's like windy like that because I just like no, that's it, it's over. I'm going home. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> have, have everything covered. Like, it's I, nice I, to have the routine though. It's when you, it's when you do go the other way, and then you're like, I remember why. Even though it's one kilometre, I prefer it for some reason. <laughs> yeah. Clockwise every time. Don't change it. I'm, I'm there. I'm there. Yeah, I am a hamster. I will just it, run. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll run in circles in the same direction and leave me be. Um, <laughs> but, Less about me and less about me running in circles. Uh, <laughs> Want to know who you are? I, I know who you are, uh, but let's, mm. let's introduce our audience. Um, who are you, and what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> right, Silla. Um, I, yeah, we. Uh, I, funny what enough, is... we've been trying to figure this out ourselves, right? But anyway, this is not an extensive question, by the way. This is. And... <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> Start there. Um, I'm Max, and uh, I'm Tom. And we're married. Yeah. And uh, we met at university. Um, Twelve years ago, we've yeah. been married for two years. Yeah. yeah. Um, Congratulations. Yeah, and we're currently uh, moving out of my dad's house into a camper van, which we built or converted during lockdown, so that we can. Well, have a minimal life and hopefully do a load of hiking during next summer yeah. or um, this summer coming rather. Yeah. And we kind of, we free, we work, we work as freelancers. So uh, we had a business, we sold it and now we are, I'm a copywriter. Um, and I'm Tom, a graphic designer yeah. slash van converter, <laughs> which is a new career path. <laughs> um, so yeah. No, it's been... sp spoon whittler. And spoon whittler. Spoon whittler. I noticed that actually in your Instagram feed. Yeah. <laughs> a man of many trades. He is. I got offered actually today a friend was like, Do you want to learn how to do some plastering? It's like, maybe, maybe plastering would be the <laughs> new thing to do. That reminds me of a sorry, there's a completely tangent story, but it reminds me of a, a friend of mine whose dad was a plasterer. And uh, yeah. he called his company Get Plastered. Um, <laughs> and his friend, Why wouldn't you? And his friend uh, was a stonemason. And you can guess what he called him. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. But, uh, well, the good name's taken, so yeah, can't well, do that. <laughs> you guys, you had a plan in 2020 that was kind of put on ice for a little while because of something. Uh, <laughs> do you want to let us know what that was? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So we planned and still have planned um, to do something that we've called a walk for good. Was it walk for good? It's the wrong way around. Yeah, something like that. Walk for good, which is to take on, we've I put it here, 14 of the 16 you know, English national trails. That includes and 14 Wales. because um, <laughs> the Pennine Bridal Way. We, we yeah we were just going to do the Pennine Way and um, the the sixteenth I think is the English Coast Pass and we're thinking that one day we might be mad enough to do the the whole thing all in one so when that's like official and on the website we'll do it but yeah so that's we it's it's a total of two thousand four hundred and twenty two miles yeah. um, and that's what we were setting out to do 
uh, taking all different parts of England and it would be nice. So we did quite a lot of traveling of the world and that was really awesome. But then you come home and you realize that you've seen loads of other places and that you haven't really seen all the places that are literally on your doorstep. Um, and it, yeah, it gives you a sort of a miss. None of them, the longest one is the Southwest coastal path down around Cornwall and Devon. Mm -hmm. that's 630 miles but that's significantly longer than the rest of them most of them are around sort of 100 to 250 miles maybe more like 200 so in some ways they're well they're not quite bite-sized but they're they're sort of a lot more manageable than anything well longer trails i guess yeah um, which in terms of our lifestyle at the moment we're going to be um we've, we've got some freelance that uh, we're doing a, a magazine for a charity which we're planning to basically hike for a week take a week off that's kind of the approximate idea yeah can um, I, let's us kind of travel see see more of the, the uk in places that we've never been to but also not just be doing like a massive through hike like the Appalachian trail or, or you know because it's not ones. it's not fully sustainable in terms of <laughs> earning money and <laughs> Just living out. You can't just. Well, we are forever. dreaming of the PCT. I have to say that's like recently we are. Yeah, um, totally. Ellen Osborne is. is um, I blame her for that. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, I think a lot of people yeah, blame I, her. <laughs> yeah, I think we watched her. We watched her um, YouTube, and I think for like three days afterwards, I had like post through hike blues um, from a hike that I've not even done. So, yeah, the PCT has kind of moved up in the in the world. But until we can travel, we thought this is a really great idea. Mm. Let's do this. So this is a bit of a discovery of of home, basically. You're mm. trying to, yeah, you, as you said, Tom, you, these, excuse me. <laughs> have to have a I just had a bowl of rice, so it's, just, it's all sitting in my <laughs> uh, It's quite spicy as well, so apologies for the hot breath. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, this is a discovery of, of home. You're trying to get to know your your home country and uh, what better way to do that than than walk by foot and meet people along the way mm. the uk like while there's a lot of wilderness in the uk and and it wilderness in, in 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 england a lot of these trails will go through uh towns and villages and mm -hmm. you you get to like immerse yourself in in that and actually as you know, I haven't done it, but uh, haven't spoken to a lot of people that have done the southwest coast path and the southwest coast path trail organization association themselves mm -hmm. the trail is very much a kind of you know a, a, a tour of the the southwest coast and you get to go to all these beautiful little cozy uh, villages mm -hmm. on the coast and the harbors and they That's all true. have their own types of food and everything like that and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm honestly i'm really jealous you know i'm hopefully someday i'll be able to get over and do it that would be a really special one for us because we we love that's, Cornwall. We spent yeah. a lot of time there, and so I think that that's like a really like special one for us. But but yeah, like you said, just going and and when we did the Appalachian Trail, like we just thought there were so many towns and places that you walk into, you think if you go on holiday, you would never walk through these towns. You would never mm. speak to these people. You wouldn't kind of access the area in that way. You wouldn't see it in that way at all. And um that was that was really great it was really really nice to be able to just mm. you just walk you know through the residential areas through the areas that you you know you wouldn't go like necessarily you know book to yeah. go kind of thing so i think that would that, that would be really cool that will be fun. we did 
a little bit of the southwest. So kind of what kicked this plan off was that, well, we did the Appalachian Trail and then we really wanted to walk the southwest coast path. It's got a tricky name. Um, so the Corn Cornwall Coast Path is, uh, no, we won't we'll call it that. Yeah, yeah, we'll all go with. And we really love Cornwall. It's an awesome place. There was the book called The Salt Path, which is a brilliant book and really recommend it. Um, a couple basically walked it. And that's what kicked off us looking at the trails. And we did, did we do, we did a week holiday, I think last year or a year before. Um, not last year. <laughs> no, no not last, away year. last year. Maybe even two, three years ago then. Sometime in the past, relatively recently, we did, yeah, seven days or 10 days. Just, we did little day hikes from our car on different parts of the Southwest Coastal Path. Um, and it was just awesome. And one night, one night we stayed on like a pebble beach, literally with the waves lapping at the tent. Like I was worried that this, when I woke up in the middle of the night, you could hear the waves. And I was like, I oh know, I really hope that high tide isn't that high because that sounds like it's already in the tent. We're going to be floating on our like air beds as rafts. Um, so that was awesome. I had like a fire there. And then another night we... Well, I was going to skip that bit for the moment. <laughs> but we stayed in a, there was a round stone building with no roof, no roof, like an old, a really old, maybe something to do with the mining back then, right on the beach. Um, and we stayed right in the middle of it. And, and we did think, are we supposed to stay here? It'll be fine. Leave no trace. If we get moved on, we get moved on. But we, yeah, we drank some water, which we filtered through a soya squeeze. It did look a bit murky, but... <laughs> For the whole of Appalachian Trail, five months we were fine. So we're like, this is like Not a week. Once. We'll be fine. And Cornwall. oh boy, <laughs> we were so sick for so long. It was it was terrible. But apart anyway. from that, it was a really great trip. Yeah, no, it was really fun <laughs> and it was awesome. And it was around the doorstep. And the other thing about it was, as you say, it's all the little local towns. We without doing it, it seems like you'll be walking through a village at least once a day, if not three times a day so in terms of supplies it'll probably slow you down a lot because you'll be like there's another pub <laughs> there's yeah. another ice cream store <laughs> there's another pub there's another green tea, right. another green tea. <laughs> yeah. but um that'll be part of the fun and there's also there seems to be public toilets in every town which again seems simple but as hikers know that'll that's be, a big part of life that'll be a luxury <laughs> that will be yeah 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 uh you won't really have to bring the, the old poo trail on you on <laughs> you've got to have it Keep just in case yeah it's pretty aesthetic more than anything else like oh they're hardcore <laughs> you know walking <laughs> to a public bathroom with a poo trail on the side of your bag <laughs> so let's go back but like a good bit back so like obviously you did the Appalachian trail we'll talk about that in a moment but what where did hiking come for you guys on in your timeline did have both of you come from like outdoorsy families or have you done much backpacking or hiking in the past um i yeah, kind of grew up you know outside you know bit of a tomboy playing outside and stuff but it was never like big hikes or you know go camping like put a backpack on and go you know um for me that, that kind of started uh when we went traveling um, in 2014 we we kind of set off to go I think the plan was to go six months we're going to go to South and Central America and we're going to do the backpacking thing um, 
And then we were like, oh, let's go to Australia. <laughs> so we got the opportunity to go there. We did, you know, Australia for a year. Um, and then we were like, oh, you know, on the way home, we might as well stop by other places. So we kind of went to Asia um, and New Zealand. New Zealand. New Zealand oh, yeah, was New a Zealand big one was, for yeah. hiking because I messed up with my passport. So we had and to. a driving license. And my driving license. So this was a. Don't forget, Tom. Your drive license. <laughs> he will never forget. <laughs> so we had an extended time in New Zealand from two weeks, which we had this itinerary for two weeks, which was to drive around and see everything, which was a non-stop itinerary. And we did that anyway because of tickets and hiring and pre-planning. But because we had to send my passport back home to get a new one, we had another four weeks, which gave us uh, we had to be careful on money, and it gave us four weeks to fill i guess so and we have always enjoyed sort of outdoors and i used to do we rewind a bit sort of family camping holidays down to cornwall quite regularly or even sort of closer to us this hailing island or bognor regis um and yeah so then we in new zealand we did a lot of car camping so we borrowed a tent hired a car Max had to do all the driving because, as she's mentioned, I also had an out-of-date driving license. <laughs> um, so we ended up just finding basically lots and lots of day hikes. And in New Zealand, they oh, are sorted for, for hikes everywhere. And we started doing a couple of overnight hikes, but we they have just, um, what do you call them, like huts. You rent a hut for a reasonable price uh, in the wilderness, which is run by, got like a hut manager. Um, and they are just, they're really awesome. And we do a few of those. One of them was probably the most epic one, which in reality now is less epic, but at the time it was the most hardcore, brutal, brilliant, epic thing we'd ever done. Yeah, we well, both yeah. had our backpacks, probably weighing close oh. to 20 kgs. It was, we didn't know, we didn't know how cold we were gonna be. We, we had this massive blanket we got from like a charity shop because we were like, we don't have enough stuff. Let's, yeah. let's just make sure that we're not cold. We carried like so much water, like massive blanket, like the opposite to ultralight. It was <laughs> ultra heavy. <laughs> and, how much can you um, and yes, and thinking back, it was ridiculous, but we weren't cold. So. That it was, a, <laughs> I think it was 17, 19 kilometers, 17 kilometers. So it wasn't it even wasn't that, that far really. I mean, it was still it was far um, and it was fairly tricky terrain. But we had to pack enough water for the two days because the rumors were that they did have water there. It was in this old lighthouse keeper's, ex-lighthouse keeper's house that had been turned into bunk rooms. And normally it was supposed to be packed all year round and you were lucky to get a spot. But we got there, it was completely empty. It was only the two of us. <laughs> it's which the was creepiest kind of thing. There's no locks on the doors or anything. It's just, and also this one doesn't have a, a keeper, just like two tier bunks with lots of aged photos of in black and white of all the old lighthouse families. And um, <laughs> Yeah, it's getting windy. It, it, was, it was a bit creepy, I have to that say. Yeah, like it, it just sounds like the start of a horror movie where, like, oh, <laughs> yeah. he went down the wrong path and he went to like completely the wrong a hut that doesn't even exist in this in this universe. You've entered into <laughs> someone's going to turn around and go, "What do you mean that was burnt down?" In the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Well, no, I yeah, heard about a couple that died happened. there a few years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but the the rumors were that. All the water was rainwater off the roof, but salty. if it's really windy and lots of waves, then the salt 
goes into the water. So it's, I don't know what you call it, contaminated. Okay. So it took two days of water and we weren't, it, it was heavy and we, we got back the next day. So it was only one night and um, we were buggered. But instead of being completely um, destroyed by it, we were, I think we got excited by it and I yeah. think that kind of stuck with us. Um, and we just carried on doing other kind of day hikes and just camping and like all the showers at these, at the kind of national campsites are just cold water outside. Like it's just, just so simple and, and awesome. And we just, yeah, just living out the back of this car for four weeks, which we were like, oh, actually this could be quite good. Which is when we actually started talking about going to Nepal and doing Everest base camp. Um, mm -hmm. So then we did Asia and then we went on to do, we did quite a lot in Asia. We did, you know, went to Hangen cave. We did like a two day trek into the second largest cave in the world. And then we did, um, yeah, so we were Big kind of like cake. building up to these things. And then we thought, Everest Base Camp, yeah, it'll be fine. I called up my dad. I remember calling my dad and saying, this exciting, like, dad, we've got this best news ever. And then, then he, and then we were like, yeah, we're going to go to Everest Base Camp. And he was just like, oh, cool. Yeah, you, you'll be fine. Like, oh, that's not. <laughs> he was just like, you guys have done loads of stuff. It's fine. Like, oh, OK, cool. Yeah, we'll be fine. <laughs> It's still pretty hard. I haven't done it myself. My girlfriend has done it, and I know a couple of people have done it as well. It's 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 hard. Like the altitude sickness is is real thing. Like yeah, it's, it's really real. It's we, intense. It's we super had a, intense. A couple of situations. One was, I think there were seven 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 of us in the group that we hiked with, and one guy, fit young man, like younger and fitter than some of the other group. Um, and he was suffering really bad from altitude sickness to the point where he had pulmonary edema. Pulmonary, he was looking like walking the walking dead. Ooh. And we left him, I can't remember, like two or three days before getting to base camp. And then we came, we went to base camp, we were coming back and he was still on the mountain. He was unable to walk anymore. Um, he was unable to stand pretty much. He was super pale and nearly going blue. Um, and at that point, all the group just said um, they were trying to. You're not sort of in your right mind with the um, with the altitude. And Daniel was waiting to for his insurance to cover his helicopter, which is kind of is understandable. Except for um, you really need to get off the mountain like days ago. Because also we were with a Nepalese um, company because we wanted to support the local you know, economy and everything. So. For them, you know, I think it's about five thousand pounds for a helicopter, and I think, you know, for them that is, a, I mean, it's a lot of money for anyone, but it was a lot of money for them to say, look, if if your insurance don't pay, we can't cover that. So we yeah. can't. Everyone was kind of trying to talk to Daniel and say, mate, like, just say you'll cover it, and then they'll bring a helicopter. And and he was just like, oh, I haven't even told my parents. And you're like, dude. So eventually, also, one of the, the guys on the, the catalyst is that phone signal is bad, so you've got to use satellites, I guess. Yeah, but, but yeah, no. One of the one of the, the our team mem members, our teammates, um, they just said, "Look, he's the same age as our son." They were terrified for him. They said, "We'll pay for the helicopter. Like if yeah, if it falls through, we will pay. Just get him off first, like yeah. side of the mountain." So they they sent a helicopter, and it was really. I mean, well, we were all later. really like so shaken up by it because he, yeah, he really had blue fingernails. He was not in a good way. Um, and we and weren't even going off Everest. We were just yeah. Trying to get I don't to think people realise that. I don't think people realise how. Uh, you can yeah. it doesn't it doesn't discriminate um you can be any age any sort of fitness um and i mean we we saw a couple of people and our, yeah. our that kind of coming down on a horse and and uh, or on a donkey sorry or whatever and um yeah. we were told that they didn't make it down 
to and this guy was Lacla, like, like an experienced mountain guide he was the leader of the, one of the group teams, yeah. so so yeah it's no joke i think people think it's it's easy but it's yeah no you're right it's but it was intense. but it was all it was fuel to, to get you to uh oh so sorry i was gonna say it's all fuel to get you to the appalachian trail but was there was there anything between that and then going and deciding to hike two thousand miles yeah well we we carried we were because it was whilst we were traveling that i remember we had a conversation with an american couple um and they told us about the appalachian trail and i remember you saying like oh that sounds really cool and i i distinctly remember saying that's the stupidest thing i have ever heard um like I actually remember thinking that that why would you walk that far like I, it just never crossed my mind that you would do that um and then suddenly it just was this thing in our head and you started looking at YouTube videos of it um and we're like oh we watched actually, Redbeard. that looks pretty cool um and we could actually do this um yeah we, we got and it suddenly it was a thing <laughs> yeah and then it was just an obsession and it was the only reason that we uh, yeah. got we got home got jobs Got but a flat, saved for the next adventure, which was the Appalachian Trail, which was really amazing. Yeah, we didn't have a car. We like you cycled to work. I like ran. Like we just saved up money, and just our whole focus was on that. And we 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 got engaged before, and people kept saying like, "Oh, guys, you know, when are you planning a wedding?" And we're like, "Yeah," in our head going. No, we're going to go live in the woods for five months. <laughs> so yeah, so that's kind of what led us to the Appalachian Trail. Yeah, and was that your that was your I suppose your first kind of long distance trail then? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. We were totally. We were so new when we got to America. We were so shiny. We had all of our new like lightweight gear. Yeah. Um, it was quite embarrassing airport. when you look back. Just like. Oh, like yeah. yeah. How did we survive? <laughs> you do look so shiny and all the gear looks great. And, and questioning that. our motives and like, so what are you here to do? Like, Where is the end I swear point? this is what we're here for. We can't even say the Katahdin. Like we didn't even know how to pronounce them. Like they were like, so what What mountain do you finish on? And we were like, Katahdin? Like, yeah, we've got five months to we learn were, that name. We were so fresh. It was, yeah, really funny. That was good though. But you arrive in the country just with all only hiking gear. So you're walking around yeah. uh, the airports and there's you go and visit sort of where do we go we went to new york we went to boston just because that's where you're yeah. arriving and leaving from and um it does feel weird just walking around in your hiking gear but then you get to the trail and you feel like you're then you're in the right the right clothing <laughs> ready for this adventure yeah, <laughs> so yeah no, that was an experience i, I, I could relate a little bit like when i actually flew over to the to the uh to the uk to do the south downs way just into mm. the airport in our hiking equipment. Like I was with my daughter as well at the time. And she was in her hiking gear as well. And the two of us just like standing around hiking boots. I was in like shorts and then, you know, it was a hot summer and a big massive bag on both of our backs. And people were just like, what are you guys doing? And what are you doing? Was your child carrying such a, a, a bag that's twice her size? Uh, Where sure. have you escaped from? Like what? Yeah, exactly. In America, people are just like, you're, you're here for the uh, your Appalachian Trail, right? Like, they're like giving you a pat on the back straight away. You're like, yeah, this is great. It's like a badge of honor. Like, people know. And then when you walk up to Springer Mountain as well, you just have that kind of, ah, uh, these are my. Oh, we made it. 
Yeah. Yeah, no, totally. no, we didn't because it was pouring with rain. Yeah, it was. Oh, right. <laughs> we have, you have, because it's even just like leaving England and getting, because get, also you're waving goodbye. I remember just waving goodbye to our parents who dropped us off at the airport. That's like emotional. And then actually between even like, I think we arrived in New York and then got an internal flight and then you get a couple of greyhounds and then you've got to sort out your shuttle to get to the trailhead. And actually, because I, I was thinking that the trailhead would be quite easy to locate, but I mean, I guess it probably is, but it's not, it's not like you can get a bus there or the local Greyhound drops you off nearby. It's, it's, um, it's hidden away somewhere. Well, I guess, I don't know, maybe it is or maybe it isn't, but we made yeah. it. It was somewhere yeah. in America. It's, 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 it's actually, a fun, it's an interesting topic as well. Something I haven't really delved into before is, is, it's, it's been brought up before. So like Elena, obviously when she did the PCT, she mentioned, she talked about like, the complexities of organizing her life uh, for going over to the USA and doing the PCT mm. and sorting out visas, sorting out, you know, money, sorting out all these different things, food deliveries and all that kind of stuff. You mm. guys went through the same thing uh, and, and, mm. and um, a, a number of other guests, but Russell, uh, obviously, who was uh, on the most recently published episode, talked about this a little bit as well with the PCT uh, where, you know, he was hanging around in a car for three days because yeah. he didn't yeah. know what else to do. Um, yeah. So, like, it's it, it, it's okay. Like, obviously, it's it's more, it's, it's more like complexities and more, I guess, just more part of the adventure. You just got to. It's yeah. it's quite fun, but it's definitely a lot of unknowns. I think there's things that you can't plan for, and there's things you can. You do your best to plan for the things you can, and then you've got to just be open and to and to accept the other things like you might have to wait a day you might have to you know it's just the things that you, have to, you can't let it foster you kind of thing yeah we we actually talking of the the food deliveries bounce boxes there was um we i don't know on the p i think on the pct it's more vital that you do supply do yourself actually. because i'm not I, well without doing it or looking more i think there's less shops right um, so I think the bounce box or the food deliveries are more important because you're then going to get, well, the nutrition that you desire rather than the stuff that's yeah. like left over, maybe. Um, but we ended up, people were talking about that and we ended up not doing any of that because one coming from, well, I guess you could organise it, but we were like, nah, we, don't, we, don't, we can't be bothered to organise that. When are we going to be there? The address, the postage, oh, it's just a headache, we'll... We'll work it out where we get there. And if there's only noodles left, we'll just eat noodles. Um, yeah, so yeah you've only got a six-month visa. So it's like, yeah. like you have to kind of get in, get out. You can't get there and then arrange all these things. Like, well, you can. People do it, but we just didn't want the stress. So Yeah, it's, like, it's, 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 well, it's a tricky thing to, 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 uh, to think, even think, get, get your head into that space. Because I don't know about in the UK, but in, in Ireland, like, we, we can't do that. Like, it, it co well, it can, but it's going to cost an absolute fortune to send something like a box full of food to mm. somewhere that's 100 miles down the road like it that, that that's just it just it doesn't make sense over here for, for us to do obviously it's there's a lot more infrastructure in the u.s but we don't know about it because we're not brought up and, and we're not we don't live in that society yeah. so we don't we're, we're not familiar with those structures that are in place yeah. not, and also like also you, I feel you don't you can't just like drive from i don't know florida to go all right i'm just going to go drive up to the trailhead in georgia and start you have to like as you said fly to the us another flight a greyhound a greyhound a shuttle bus you know 
getting lost on the side of the road, sit, staying in a motel for a couple of nights because you're not supposed to start yeah. it. All those things. Yeah. Really. yeah. And, and also, you could end up putting all this stuff in a box and realize, oh, they sell peanut butter in America. So yeah. I didn't have to do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the only thing we were jealous of was people that were dehydrating, like proper meal. They had yeah. homemade meals that they dehydrated, and you're like, wow, that's one really organized because how much dehydrated do you have to make for five months yeah. uh, and two that's just great and what how do you get a dehydrator yeah that's like <laughs> it's not a thing here no i've never like no everything in ireland in the uk is wet just like there's no there's no such thing as dehydrated anything like the weather wet. <laughs> yeah yeah I actually remember you said the hummus. I, I remember having uh, uh, dehydrated hummus when I was in the States, when I was in Yosemite. And I, I was like, wait a second. <laughs> this, this is genius. This is a thing. Does it turn into real hummus? Or is it? It's just powder. Was it better? It's just powder. And you just pour water. That's all it was. Um, but yeah, it's so like. Uh, I think a lot of people can can relate to that. Uh, well, anybody who's ever done one of the trails in the US or anyone who's planning on doing it, take note. Um, just get over there and just buy a load of dehydrated hummus. You'd be grand. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. But don't let it. I think as well, like don't let it put you off. Like it is. It can be a bit overwhelming. I think thinking of all that planning that you've got to do. But I think, yeah. Uh, also, loads of people have done it, and loads I, of people do it sure without can, doing all the research yeah. and the planning, and that you can just yeah. gamble your way through. Like, like it's like yeah. life in any way. You'll, you'll work it out when you get there. It's only because he called me. Well, he used to. Not so much. He used to call me the reluctant explorer because I really like doing stuff, but I'm always like, yeah, but what if? Like, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but. On, so like, uh, yeah. So I'm a bit, yeah, I'm a bit like that. But I think I'm getting better because I think the more we do, the more you realise, oh, it'll be fine. We yeah. did the Appalachian Trail. What, what? We didn't get eaten by a bear. Like, it's fine. <laughs> um, so, be, before you did the Appalachian Trail, were you were you from? You said that you, you saw Redbeard's videos on YouTube. Were you familiar with the, I suppose, the community that was around hiking at the time? No, no, not at all. It looked like from watching Redbeard. So we watched, I think, all of his videos, um, and that was just sort of a fun experience to do. But and you can see from the videos that you're hiking with other buddies, and he went out on his own, um, and here he found his trail family. Um, and part you hear of that, about you hear about the bubble, yeah, and you hear about you know th like there's this, a group of people that seem to be together, kind of thing. And in some ways, it's yeah, in some ways it's good, in some ways it's bad because only that it's it can be instead of having your quiet secluded woodland you're actually starting with 100 people which is which sounds awesome we haven't experienced it um, but it depends also what you're in it for really we also heard that with the bubble also comes like like lots of people getting sick because they're using all the toilets together and like yeah. it, it kind of has its like pros and cons but then i think it was nice for us because we met smaller kind of bubbles and smaller groups of people and and it's definitely a, a it's just such an awesome mm. part of the culture um, really and just the trail magic and and everyone just i mean yeah even just america's got a different culture and a different friendly open vibe uh, particularly around the trails so even the towns and the people that are in america that are near the trail are have a different vibe for hikers at least mm. to people that 
damn near the hikers. Because if you normally saw, if you normally saw anybody that looked like the true like, hikers, if you normally smelt yeah, that looked like you would definitely like avoid them. Yeah. Uh, but when you're near a child, at least there's an explanation why there's yeah. so many young hobos. Um, that was a weird, that was actually a really weird part for us, is that when we got like trail magic, we had this like weird existential thing of like, why are you people being so nice and giving us free stuff? Like we have chosen this like for ourselves. This isn't like, yeah. you know, there's people that deserve this more than us. And we were actually like, there was a bit of a struggle there because it was yeah. like, I don't want to take this free stuff because I'm here, I'm a Westerner. I obviously can afford to do this. I've made this happen. Um, and you kind of felt this like, this pushing back a little bit at this, you know, but but then at the same time your brain's like I'm really hot and I really want a really cold night in June. <laughs> um, so it was a weird thing because you're like I didn't I didn't choose this. There's so many people that are struggling out there that deserve this food and drink more than me and deserve you making them this omelet that's amazing and I'm gonna take yeah. it right now. But it, it's kind of like it was a weird it was a weird thing. There. But I, it, it, I think well I think I learned from it is that we learned to one accept it, but we also learned part of the reason why potentially people are carrying out trail magic and offering hikers uh, free things. Um, but it, it's just sort of a, a more open and giving environment, which, which is a nice thing to be a part of. And, and you learn that you don't, yeah, it, you can do it yourself and why, why not? Why not be open and just do nice things for no particular reason? <laughs> why well, not? It, it's, it's, as I said, it, it, it's this community attitude. You know, these yeah. are most likely hikers themselves, or at least have some sort of interest in the hiking community. And you know, uh, because the hikers are going through these towns that wouldn't probably never really have. Well, they might have had old um, uh, kind of levels of commerce. Obviously, there are some levels of commerce there. There'll be jobs there in, in some way, shape. Mm -hmm. or some of the villages are tiny, and there's no real kind of economy really going on so mm. these hikers going through is their economy mm. um so they're bringing they're bringing money to those towns and the trail magic then comes from people that are kind of have evolved around that either have hiked the trails themselves or have just been at the at the receiving end of that mm. influx of economy or influx of of money basically coming into a town so it's, it's it's a beautiful thing like it, it's it's so, such a stark well, i say a stark difference but in, in, in like over here we it's it's not it's just not as openly friendly as you as you think and i say i say that a little bit hesitantly because like i might people might say well no own you're absolutely wrong because you know there, there, and there are there's fantastic businesses there's hostels and and and, and lodges and bnbs that are, that are set up along trails in the uk and in ireland that are really accommodating and they're so friendly mm. and they all they want to do is invite hikers in and, and give them a, a warm shower and a hot meal and yeah yeah and talk about their trail and, and listen to 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 their to their adventures that is there but it's just it, it's, you had the one on the south downs oh was it i was listening to one of your your and Paul's and there was the lady who who did all your washing the night or something <laughs> on the, sorry that was on the wicklow way in our, way. Um, yeah, nice. I, I was blown away so I, I we uh we walked down to the like the end of the the trail for the day uh-huh this car and then like not a van not even a people carrier this was a toyota yaris uh like a washing <laughs> machine on wheels and uh like a middle-aged woman she just peeked out her head she's like is that owen and paul 
Uh, we're like, yeah. And he goes, it's Madeline. Come on, hop in. And we pop <laughs> our bags in our boot. The two of us got into the car. She drove us back. It was Madeline. Her, she runs this B and B in a, a town called Tinnahealy in in um in Wicklow, uh-huh. uh, and it's a B and B. So she goes right upstairs. Get your clothes off. Get showered. Come down. Bring all your dirty stuff down. I'll wash everything. And we're like, okay. <laughs> wow. Like the next morning, fresh clothes. Everything was ready to go. But now we absolutely destroyed them within a half an hour. Of going to the <laughs> but it was just so nice. We'll to put on, just putting on clean clothes in the morning. Like I had nothing else in the bag. Like I had like an, a, one other t-shirt and a, another pair of underwear in the bag. And that was <laughs> So it was just such a, uh, a nice feeling to have but yeah so that's the thing like in in our in the uk and across europe there are places like that and obviously elsewhere in the world it'd be nice to um i i guess it'd be nice to we just haven't experienced it we haven't done enough hiking back to back hiking because when you're away from home and you don't you're having to rely more on accommodation and basically rely more on other people or ask involve yourself more because otherwise you take your pick drive to the trail take your picnic, do your walk, go back to your car, go back home. You don't really have the necessity to talk to anybody, I suppose. No. Whereas when you're out on the trail, you're as part of the, you're part of the group, you're part of the community, you're all, you're hitchhiking, which is yeah. fun. And there you'll be yeah, just exactly. getting involved in a different way. So as you say, it'll be interesting to, to see what it's like because we just haven't done it in England. Well, it's, 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 it's absolutely evolving because we, I've had a number of people on the podcast now where I've talked about this and they've said, well, actually, you know, I'm starting to see a lot more people coming out and you're meeting more people on trails. Now, it, as you said, it's much more like the longer distance trails where you're going to be out there for days on end and you'll, you'll, you'll meet people. But, you know, you have to be on a fairly well-trafficked trail to, to see mm. stuff like that. So on the south the southwest coast path, absolutely, you're you're going to meet people, or on the Pennine Way, or uh, the South Downs. Mm. You'll absolutely meet people on those trails. But on the lesser known trails that are lesser lesser walk trails, you could be days out there on your own. Well, not on your own because you're going to be walking through towns, but you're going to be on your own hiking. Um, yeah. So, but it would be really nice to see that kind of come in over here. That kind of. Mm that kind of i know what you're doing you smell, yeah, you smell like so a dog and I, <laughs> I don't you're a friend <laughs> i'm gonna congratulate you for it like, <laughs> like we were we were oh, i felt like such a hobo but it was like so like we were sat outside having we got to a supermarket oh, literally yeah. got, a, got a hitch in some lovely old couple in the back of their like car rolling yeah. around got to the supermarket it was li- we're outside just like shoving food into our face because we were just so happy and this lady came out and was like here and gave us twenty dollars she was like my son walked the Appalachian Trail now I'm, and people were kind to him so now oh, I'm kind oh, to you and we were just like oh my gosh Starbucks we have to go to Starbucks <laughs> it was just it was terrible but wonderful all at the yeah. same time we're just literally just two hobos and as soon as they hear that you're from England like people are just like <gasps> so some days some days we'd be so tired and they'll be like hi and we're like hey like just don't say we're from England because they're really nice, but we can't. We just can't take it. <laughs> but no, it was, uh, yeah. And so I think people giving, like, so like for your lady driving there and waiting for you to come to the end of the trail, like people giving their time, like mm. is, that's like a massive 
thing like people parking at the end of the trail and waiting to give you things or to cook food for you or something just out of the goodness of their heart like spending their weekend cooking smelly hikers burgers like I mean was, what the hell the, like it was amazing some of them just said oh I lived in the town forever and I love the hikers coming in and I've never hiked it but yeah. I really like to do this. And you're like, just how? That's there's amazing. Guy, it's just there's the egg man. Was he called the egg man? The omelet man. The omelet man. Omelet guy. Omelet guy. Omelet man. And he said he read a book about the Appalachian Trail. Thought it was awesome. And has basically he's spending his retirement half living on the trail just so he, li- he four months of the year. Yeah. Um. And he's a legend on trail because the question is how many eggs do you want? And that's how many eggs do you want in your omelet? And uh, I think I was thinking, like you're thinking about it for probably like a fortnight before you get there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How big is the omelet going to be? Some we... people are stupid. Some people go like 20 and then they spend like the rest of the day in the toilet. Yeah, apparently so, the, the record that's... was 32. And I think he ruined probably like... the next few days. <laughs> I bet it's not only eggs. Because when he, you saw, I was going to go for eight and I thought, wow, an eight egg omelet, that's amazing. And then hi, um, somebody had a six egg omelet. And we're like, that's Absolutely massive. I'm can barely, probably a six egg omelet. Probably. Wild, but he, he adds in gammon and he adds in onion and he makes it a full meal and you've got fresh coffee and toast and bananas and there's a full shack. Um, it's, it's all ready. It's amazing. Yeah, and he's just. He sets up like time. a tarp so when it's raining, we were like, what are you doing here? Like we that morning we hiked 17 miles before like 12 just so that we could get to him and yeah. we were like we he probably wouldn't even be there it's pouring with rain and he was like this is the days that you need me most and we were like dude you don't know how much this means and we were sitting there and he took our wet like jackets off and we're sitting there under a tarp like drinking coffee eating eggs and um mm-hmm. and i was joking and said like oh no that's the worst bit we have to put our wet jackets back on he took my jacket and held it over his gas cooker so that it dried it out a little bit like seriously he just yeah just one of the few people that just just completely shocked us at how generous and amazing they were so yeah i think people are getting sick of us talking about the appalachian trail but we are still in very oh, much no love. not at all like they, <laughs> you know, i well i don't know what about people in the real life but like i just love hearing <laughs> hearing all these little stories i i, I coming up in it well it'll be out by the time people are listening to this but i, I had an episode with um with Bruce Hopkins um, uh, of Lord of the Rings fame, um, oh, yeah. he hiked the the Te Aroa. Te Araroa. I keep butchering you every time I say, it. Um, and he has his own. Huh? Oh, just TA. <laughs> just I want to say that, but then I also want to like you know. Oh yeah, yeah give yeah, it his yeah. name. Be a purist, you know. Um, so he did it. Yeah, did the the TA. And he <laughs> has his own podcast. He has his own podcast uh, called, I think it's like Coming Home or uh, Walking Home. Um, a Long Walk Home, that's what it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's basically just like a, a little uh, snippets of, of interviews that he has with people along the TA. So he did the whole thing and he meets people like this that have set up, same same idea, where they've actually just set up their their entire life around welcoming hikers into their uh into their land and you know they have benches everywhere they've got places for people to camp and they cook for them and they just like their entire life is now just like no we're just going to take care of these people now this is what we do um because they're on an adventure of 
you know, a, a life-changing adventure. Mm-hmm. And we want to like be that little spark. Yeah. Be like, hey, you're doing the right thing. Keep going. Yeah, yeah. Um, we actually at the end of our at the end of the Appalachian Trail we had we had to book the flights back we did we had flights booked before we left no we had to for the visa anyway we had we had a week or 10 days after we finished um actually we spent three of them with our trail member Hyde we went to his parents house and they totally looked after us for like three days and they gave us New sets of clothes and treated us to like pizza and lobsters and beer and they had guns in the basements. So we were firing their guns in the garden and um, I <laughs> and it was just a really wild, awesome time and the house was beautiful and anyway that was really fun. And then the plan was fast. We hired a car um, similar to Russell, big big people carry. You fold down the back seats and we just slept in it for I think five days or seven days. They were like, "Why do you want such a big car?" And we were like. We just have a lot of luggage. <laughs> yeah. I have a big family got... right out here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, as we're sizing it up and lying on the floor outside, going, "Yeah, yeah, we could definitely lie down in here." <laughs> um, anyway, and it was it was freaky leaving the comforts of their nice house with yeah. everything. We're like, "Do we really want to do this? We, I don't want to look after myself anymore. I want to stay here because it's safe and comfortable." Anyway, we did that, and we actually. Um, on the, those few days, we went down and we, that was in Maine, and we were leaving from New York, New York, and uh, we went and left Trail Magic trying to catch some of the last so southbounders, um, and, but we, we never actually many. find any, no. I think we were too late, we like just would leave Trail Magic. We were just Magic so desperate, home. like, we need to give yeah. back, we need to go give some stuff to people, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, that's a nice rule of thumb to have is that if you, if you finish a trail earlier than you expected get back out there and, and do some trail magic go feed those hungry hikers yeah <laughs> um so uh back to the trails in the uk so it, you apart from wanting to do this amazing challenge obviously it's it's a fantastic feat to, to take on um, you had a reason for doing it as well, like a, a, I suppose a, a charity that you wanted to do it in the name of. Do you want to tell me a little bit about that? Yes, yeah, yeah. So we uh, we wanted to do it kind of for for reach, um, which is for upper limb differences, um, but also for mind, um, because we both wanted to have a charity that we that both supported. Um, you know, one each kind of thing. It wasn't just. Mm one person's vision um for me that's reach because i was born with an upper limb difference um so yeah uh, it's it's con- congenital condition i think they think that the umbilical cord got wrapped around my arm and, and that's just how it was and i don't know any different um but uh i was a part of reach when i was little um growing up and it was a really nice support from like, my parents but then it's only in the last year uh, actually this time last year I, I rejoined as a member and discovered this whole community that was out there and realized that for 32 years 30 no 30 31 years now um i i'd been so shy and like hiding my arm from from everyone i had not worn sleeves outside in summer for uh, years like most of my life just you know cardigans and just dying in the heat kind of thing or or wearing a sock to cover it or you know just because it looked different and I was really shy so rejoining reach like gave me this huge confidence boost and really 
showed me that I wasn't kind of on my own because I'd never really had anyone ahead of me. Like, you know, you don't really see that many people on TV. Like, it's only nowadays that you're really getting more and more, you know, disability indifference out there. Um, so, yeah, I, I took part in April. Uh, April is Limb Loss and Limb Difference Awareness Month. So I did that last year. And that was like a massive thing for me that really like freed me. I mean, I've got a long way to go. Um, even the thought of like wearing short sleeves in the summer, I do think about it and I'm like, oh, I'm not as comfortable as I was, um, but I'm getting there. And and I guess for me, I want to do this with Reach because I want to kind of, I've got a reason to do it now. I know that there are children being born every day with an upper limb difference and I had no idea. So um, yeah, I just want to be a role model for, for them. And I want to kind of go out and, if people can see my limb difference, then maybe, you know, in, in 30 years time, those kids haven't grown up covering their arms or, you know, being shy about being different. So for me, that's like a really strong pull um, because I want to raise money for them. They're a small charity and they work tirelessly to help, you know, parents and, and families that are being born and uh, now every day. So, yeah, and we also do that, you know, we're editor and designer reach uh, magazine so that's like a new thing for us so we're going to be doing that as like a freelance uh role as well so yeah really exciting and that's like a really personal mm. uh charity for me so I'm, I'm looking well, that sounds amazing and, and thank you for sharing that and, and i suppose if i can say anything and not to discourage you from doing the the 14 national waymark trails but uh on, on the on the side of being a role model hopefully this can be a platform to help you with that but you know i'm just looking at everything that you've done you know you, you're you've done all these amazing adventures you've hiked the appalachian trail you've done everest base camp but you've all you like you're you know you've a career woman you've got your you had your own company or you you sold your own company you are a freelance um, copywriter at the moment you're living the van life you know you're <laughs> doing all these different things so like it's 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 an amazing it, it's I suppose for even anybody, it's an amazing achievement, and uh, you know, it, uh, hopefully that can be help you to be a role model for for anybody else looking at you. Thank you, thanks. Yeah, no, I I think I just I think my arm has always been a reason to do stuff, not a reason not to. So I've always it's always boosted me and always encouraged me to do things. It's never stopped me. I guess my own my own mental the shyness has stopped me from doing stuff. And my arm has never stopped me. Exactly. So yeah. um, there's still so much stigma out there and there's still so much, um, I guess, negativity towards difference. And I think it's just because people don't know about it. So mm. they need to, you know, realize that. And even, there are so many people out there with difference and we are all different. So I think it's, yeah, it's important to, to know that it doesn't limit you. And, um, and in England, we're quite progressive. We're, yeah. we're way ahead of the, the curve at the moment in terms of where we went traveling and what disability can be deemed as in sort of other countries. And um, yeah, so- Yeah, I really struggled in other countries, in Asia actually in particular. Um, uh, because there are some cultures um, that believe that you know disability is you, you've sinned another another life or you know there's still you know still a lot of kind of different attitudes to, to disability so we're very lucky in this country mm -hmm. um, so I think um, yeah just well. to continue shouting about it and absolutely yeah but also the other charity was Mind um, yeah Mind yeah for um, mental health and so just... obviously mental health is quite an important one for everybody. Um, some people struggle more than others, um, particularly during sort of the lockdown. I think it's put the pressure on individuals, probably 
everybody to some degree. Um, but my family, or well, actually our families both have some degree of mental health. Um, and it was, it's, yeah, it probably affects everybody. So it's a good thing to raise money for and to, again, make aware and to discuss and to just be informed about to make the right choices and to help each other out really um, yeah and being outside in nature is like one thing that really like yeah. just for us it's like therapy like we know them we haven't been out yeah. we'll go out oh like you know we've been doing like weekend walks and we just talk about everything life like our plans like we you know it might just be complete and utter crap but we feel like we've aired everything and we've yeah. talked about you know and you've put the yeah. world to rights and you've talked about memories and like and then you're just like yeah, ah, yeah. yeah, yeah. a new perspective <laughs> you can you the things that might have been a problem when you left the house might not be such a big or you've got a new perspective on it and it doesn't mm. need to be that mountain that that you've so for some reason you've created a mountain out of it it just mm. doesn't need to be put in that perspective you yeah. know so because you could be up a mountain and be like you know <laughs> halfway falling down the mountain and that becomes a problem um everything the mountain a real thing yeah it gets put in perspective but uh, one thing that i've been doing lately is is uh having you know a I only have my 5k to walk around but I, I I actually just I leave my phone I leave my headphones I leave everything at home and I'll mm. go for an hour two hour walk as long as I have as long as I, I'm able to to, to take uh, usually after work and I'll do that and I come back and I like it, I, I could be walking around like with 500 thoughts circling around my head and it's it, trying to kind of calm that down but just even getting out and getting away from screens and getting away from technology and away from all the distractions, it makes such a difference. And if you can do that in the woods, if you can do that by the sea, you can, if you can do that by the mountains, if that just amplifies it th that much more, like I go down to the same park where I run, <laughs> I know every single tree now, um, by name, I have them all named, um, Jimmy, uh, uh jimmy too um <laughs> Old Oki. i go i go in and I, I just walk around the trees for 10 15 minutes and and, and then walk mm -hmm. around everywhere else but it does a huge amount of difference but once i'm able to hike again once i'm able to go to the trails again that's it it's it's a it's a saving grace i have to say mm -hmm. so if anybody's listening to this and they're trying to get into hiking and they don't know where to start just go outside <laughs> <laughs> You don't even need to be hiking. I just really enjoy hiking, taking hiking, a walking. cup of tea out, taking a beer out. To, sorry, I just said hiking is walking. So yes, yeah, exactly. No, it's so funny, isn't it? Because we've got this. Um, I think I think it can be quite an intimidating um thing for people, and I, I and and it shouldn't be because you know we're yeah it doesn't have to be it's just a walk right like it doesn't and I think there's like I heard you talking to Russell about the definitions of like through hike and versus like and it is it's so difficult it's like I guess it's where you want how you I don't know it's it's so hard because you don't want to put people off yeah. and you want to you want it to be an open space and welcome everyone and and just because you've not walked this many miles doesn't mean that you haven't you're not a hiker or yeah. you know and like I get really daunted by people like Impala and like even you know Russell when he was doing longer days and like you know Impala's like oh yeah I 
just did the PCT in two months and you're just like, who are you? Like, you are terrifying. Um, and like, I can't wait to meet the guy, but he's just like, I can't I, physically that just, I don't think I can hike that fast. And Maybe I don't think I enjoy it. Like, they'll just be like, Max, hike with me for the day. Just see how we get on. And then at the end and of I'll the day, I'll be in parlor like... too. <laughs> <laughs> You'll then end up doing like a 35 mile so, day. In but like I think 10 it's hours. important that people know that they don't have to do huge, massive yeah. miles and big days to like get out and enjoy it. Like, no. if you want to go walk seven miles a day and go and camp and do another seven miles the next day and then just enjoy being outside, like, that's great. Mm. <laughs> like, that's it. Hike around, hike. That's that's mm. that's what it's all about. Absolutely. And, and uh, it it kind of falls back into it why we're doing what we're doing in terms of hiker that's why we're, we're doing this is to give people more options you know here's a here's a trail in the south of england that is 100 miles and there's loads of accommodation of, along the way you don't have to camp you don't have to camp at all you can just take a bag bring out your food for the day you can bring out your first aid kit and like a, a rain jacket that's all you need and then you can just mm -hmm. go town to town and just and just stay in, in uh, that you're a hiker like yeah. doing that you're you're a hiker you're a badass hiker for, for doing yeah, that. Um, but like impala and and those guys they are also badass they're they're like beasts like they're <laughs> when he was but then, but then i have to remind myself like we still also hike the appalachian trail we still yeah, visit yeah, you're, like, beasts. you're so beasts. like you kind of like yeah i have to tell like tell myself like it's okay it's okay like, yeah you don't need to compare to people like no. thing is like um there, there's a lot of work that goes into to, to that like that that wasn't just something like oh i'm gonna start hiking and all of a sudden i can do 35 mile days <laughs> day after day after day that's work has gone into that and like training mm -hmm. has gone into that like that's the level of an athlete basically mm -hmm. um so you've also got to like what have the passion i guess not even the passion just the enjoyment of the the feeling of it and but i even feel if even if you're really well trained 35 you're still going to feel any like a longer day regardless so you've also got to enjoy <laughs> The pain. Sadistically, you've got to enjoy that part as well, and you've got to enjoy the challenge of it of um, like wanting to do the high miles and wanting to just see more and I guess feel more. And I don't know. You talked about it with um, Eleanor. There's a there's a name for that. Type two fun. Sorry. T type two fun. Type two fun. Yes, two and I'd fun. never heard that before because I'm. And, like, you know what? Like it's 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 only happened because I, I I've started uh, trail running in the last year and i've like fallen deep into trail running i love it so much mm -hmm. but it is it is that like type two fun it's just mm -hmm. well like you can have trail runs where you're just you know going at a nice pace and you're just you know enjoying it whatever but then there's you have to run up mountains sometimes and you're <laughs> steep as fuck <laughs> and like but there it, it's just this reward like i did uh it, it, last year we did the Dublin Mountains Way and um, which is it's a waymark it's a national waymark trail and it was grueling like there were some parts were so steep you know not the biggest mountains in the world but for us to do it all in one day it was it was it was grueling sure sure but it was at the Imagine. end when we finished we were like that was like almost that feeling makes you want to do it again 
Like mm-hmm. only the fact that you're le- you're about to fall over is <laughs> is the thing. Like as soon as I finished it, I was like, I just got this overwhelming sense of I can't believe I just did that. That was amazing. And then for days and days and days, I'm just, all I can think about was that thing that I just did. Uh, but that's the type two fun because when I was in the middle of that, I was like, please let this stop. Let it be. <laughs> Just what, like a car just coming and run me over right now, please. <laughs> this is painful. Do you um do you find now then now that you've done that because do you do you then if you go to do another one you're like well I've done that so this is gonna be fine. yeah it absolutely and that's that's what I mean when I said like the likes of Impala or anybody anybody who does these like super fast days or super long days is is that work has gone into that and that's what's happened with mm. me so I've done uh, a number of long trail like runs like i've done a couple of ultras and because because of the last one the next one gets that a little bit easier so mm-hmm. yeah absolutely you're 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 just building a muscle that's it you're building mm-hmm. a muscle. i think it's also in your head as well you know no, you've been there yeah, yeah. you're like yeah like you've been there before mm-hmm. you've experienced that type of pain or you you kind of know don't you you're like it's fine this the last time this happened it was fine it, like, like, it went away I've already <laughs> oh. done this. I need to, i'm not that old yet i need to I need to do this to prove to myself that I can keep going. <laughs> I love her. We're like, we're, I think we're like, we're around the same age, I, I believe. So we're all just like, yeah, I'm not old. <laughs> I can still do I'm that. I'm not old. <laughs> I can keep doing this. You know, it's so weird though, because I've been having like, just like, I think getting back into hiking, like increasing the miles, like I've been having these like little niggles every now and then. And that keeps, I get this like creep into my head of like, is this what it's like to be 32? Like, I'm like, is this, or is it just my body like fighting back a little bit? And I'm like, no, damn it. I'm gonna, be, there was an 80 something year old on the Appalachian Trail. Like I'm gonna be going for a long time. But apparently also early, like early the- 30s is male prime. So apparently I'm in my prime. <laughs> <laughs> right on brother. Uh, <laughs> so like, yeah, but there's like people in their seventies that are doing these like, colossal trails you know they might be taking a, a bit longer but just still doing it like mm. um bruce hopkins as i said like he was 62 i think when he when he did the te aroa uh, okay. um he <laughs> yeah it, it, it took him six months i think maybe a little bit longer he had to come off trail a couple of times he's a really interesting story i can't wait to actually put that up um, mm-hmm. go, go, go and take go and listen to his podcast if you get a chance and anybody else mm-hmm. yeah for sure check that out too. That fun. there was um there was on when we were doing the Appalachian trail there was a couple of there was shooting star and she must have been how old was she and there was okay. there was like the oldest guy on the trail who the... was like in his 80s or 70s wow. she had a triple crown and she was just doing the Appalachian trail again for fun and we were just like that's like great great <laughs> like, what the hell? I've, I've spoken to it that I've yeah I've done the Appalachian trail three times and <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> There's a couple of guys, and and they're obviously really experienced through hikers, and probably have done the triple crown. But he had like the really like it looks like a thirty liter backpack for through hiking. He's just in like a collared shirt, nice pair of shorts. He doesn't. He's like he's got a mustache but no beard. He just looks clean, but he's yeah. He's apparently this like super pro, really well known through hiker, but he just looks like a guy out on a day hike. You're like, how do you do this? You're just like skipping down the trail, just There's us, like, these miles. puffy face. Actually, that was really funny from Eleanor's videos is that she was like, 
I've aged 30 years in one night. And it is so true. We just remember waking up the next day like, oh my goodness, what's happened to my oh, face? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. What happened? It's so bad. You just have that literally aged yeah. overnight. Uh, for a good morning. No, but that that guy that you were talking about there that that just looks clean every single time was clearly like a set of octuplets. Uh, yes. Where goes, like one guy just like gets the end of like a hundred miles, and just like oh my god. Hyde <laughs> <laughs> was talking. He was like, "Yeah, I'm just going to pop off trail and do this one, and then we're going to come back and meet my mates up north, like 500 miles. So I've got to hike really fast to catch up with them, and then I'm going to pop off trail and go and do this one with some other mates." Whilst, whilst still carrying on the Appalachian Trail, it's like, we just want to do the Appalachian Trail, man. Like, <laughs> this sounds so complicated. How could you even comp- comprehend doing this? Do you guys have any plans of, apart from the UK trails, have you your sights set on any um, international trails? Um, actually, the TA is up there because we keep talking about New Zealand and loving it. And we're like, well, what better way to go and spend a great time in New Zealand than to walk the whole of it? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. And also, we're actually following a guy. Uh, I think he's, he's, his name is The Tourist on, uh, on there. And he's, he's raising money for cancer research because both of his parents, he lost them to cancer. And he's got 200K left. And uh, he's just such funny. He's just got a great sense human it's really fun to follow him but um yeah be watching his stories and just thinking like oh that makes it's just what we remember it and that would be amazing and And there's nothing that can kill you you don't have to do a bear bag and everybody's really i mean what more could you want and they love they they do tramping which is by all means just camping or like overnight so it's part of their culture already is going off into the woods and usually going hunting i assume it's the original reason but and when we were there it was just um, loads of school kids out in the middle of the woods and we're like we didn't experience this as, as children like so they just grow up in the woods hiking it's yeah. just a, a culture that's kind of used to it and yeah, yeah. that'll be fun and the pct, PCT definitely up there. just and europe as well we've been saying about just because we've got the van so we mm. want to be able to drive and kind of um do some hikes there so like we feel i mean uh, slovenia like that looks amazing like we're actually looking at pictures of slovenia looks it reminds me of um, uh, Yosemite a little bit with the, you know, the, the massive, amazing mountains and yeah, it, all of it. We want to do all of it. There's one <laughs> All of the trails, I mean, all guy, of the trails. The guy's name who does the Pyrenees from coast to coast, which again is like a nice, a nice task to do is to start one is the Atlantic to the Mediterranean, maybe. Oh, yes. And, yeah, yeah. And it's not too long. Or it's like. I don't like letting I, Tom look at these trails because he's like, oh yeah, by the way, we're doing this trail and it's like, it's only 600k. Okay. <laughs> I think this is like 820k. Oh, good. <laughs> so, I mean, it could be longer, but also I imagine the incline and decline on that would be horrendous. Something to be reckoned with. <laughs> yeah. I know, I think, I'd say the Appalachian Trail was like, be beautiful. doing Everest 16 times. Yeah. I keep yeah. reminding myself of that when... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Trying to tell people at home how, or trying to uh, show how long the Appalachian Trail was. And it was something like walking from our house to Edinburgh. Four times. I thought it was like more, I thought it was like it seven was times. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. People don't, it was really, more than once people don't really know. I think when you don't hike, you don't know really distance. I don't think you can grasp how far places are. Yeah, absolutely. Really. But anyway, that diverts. But yes, all of the trails, yeah. basically. All of the trails. Okay, well, look, you know, to find the new what about ones. you? There's a there's a handy list 
on on Hiker. Anyway, oh, I think there's an app. Um, yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna actually, well, yeah. So change your plan. <laughs> we're gonna do all the app, all the hikes on Hiker app. Do you need to stop adding them? Okay, so, uh, have you got two thousand years? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I hope so, because I ain't planning on aging. <laughs> Actually, that's, that's a bit interesting. Thing. I'm going to get on to Paul. I'm going to ask him, uh, can we tot up all the average lengths of, of time and see how long it will actually take to do every single trail on on Hiker? Uh, that's, that would be cool to know. That's, that's going to be something that, yeah. to do. that is something where I feel like, I guess it's a bit like going on holiday or anything like that. You've got to be really, might be not really selective. We have got to be really selective because you can't you, do them all. You can't, definitely can't do them all. Um, but I guess, yeah, they're, also I do feel they become a bit, fashionable like i feel like the tier uh, ta at the moment is um having some hype maybe that's just our bubble as in, i mean me and max but then you hear more well, people, I, I, I don't think, know i think sounds cool yeah i think it, it, there's, there's a, a number of reasons i thought about this a bit like pct became obviously very popular uh, around the time of uh, wild the book coming out and then again yeah. even more so when the movie came out uh, the Appalachian Trail has been famous for a good number of years, but then when uh, A Walk in the Woods by Bill Bryson, when that came out, that just amplified it even more. And then the movie, again, mm -hmm. amplified it even more. So all these things are, are, are like get boosted by by something. There's always a catalyst that kicks it off. And mm -hmm. um, I think the TA has been obviously growing a lot, but it's it's way younger than the PCT or, or any of the big trails in the US. It's only been established, I think it was like 2011, I believe. Or 2012 uh -huh. um and it's like there's still quite a huge like large sections of the trail that are on road but there, i think the reason why it's so popular over the last year is because new zealand didn't go into or like had a very short lockdown yeah yeah so it came to That's the for the ta which was like what like late october early november that's when people are kicking off and then they're going off and doing the hike uh you know no one else was hiking no one else was doing big long trails there was no one on the pc obviously obviously no one was on the pct but everybody started looking at, the, at new zealand kind of going oh hang on a second there's people hiking there's like they're doing a yeah. big long trail and uh, how do i how do i get a piece of this exactly and like uh, because the, the uh, obviously the popularity and through through hiking has been growing exponentially over the last few years mm -hmm there's more eyes looking at it and because those more eyes are looking at the ta that's spreading it out to the rest of the community it's like hey there's people over yeah. there hiking what the hell i was like yeah well <laughs> we closed our borders that's why we're able to do this uh it's like okay right, fair enough um but i'm absolutely the exact same i i have my eyes set on the ta that's that's the one that i kind of i i mm -hmm. uh, him and Han about other trails. I want to do the TA. That's my kind of super long trail that I want to do. But mm. there's a, like the, there's a huge list of trails that I want to do in, in Europe. I want to do the 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 Tour de Mont Blanc. I love to do the Tour de Mont Blanc. That sounded really good from what Paul said. It sounded yeah. oh, it sounded awesome. That's now on the list. Oh yes. I've got <laughs> that's just been like gone straight up to the top of the list. Paul telling me about it, Abby telling me about it, uh, uh, yeah. another interview with the guy um, uh, from ZPAX, one, uh, the marketing director from ZPAX, he went and did it a few times with his daughter. Uh, and, <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, 
falling into the ultra running world as well as the UTMB and like I just want to be able to go and just experience that um because there's a whole culture around the at the, the Tour de Mont Blanc um like there's uh, like an entire kind of community just there to for people to experience the Tour de Mont Blanc um yeah Slovenia as well as a bunch of trails there and then Sweden the, the Kungsladen the King's Trail um oh. I'm butchering probably most likely butchering the name of that but that looks incredible mm-hmm. uh, okay. and the list goes on basically basically yeah. anything you see on hiker is what i want to do <laughs> yeah, nice. Fair enough. yeah we're there can i ask you one more question um and i keep forget i i, I forget sometimes and i don't forget some other times did you when you're on the appalachian trail receive trail names Yes, uh, we ish. we did have trail names. Received them was we gave our we gave each other trail names because that, that we didn't adopt we didn't adopt trail. It was a bit well, not I guess we, we were looking we were up for trail names, but and we were we weren't giving each other trail names until like maybe two months in, and we we're like nobody's going to give us a trail name, or we haven't. Well, I guess we didn't ask for a trail name either. But anyway, Max's trail name was Baggins because she walked with one stick. Uh, Always hungry. Always hungry. There was something about the feet. Oh no, I think you, that was always joke. That was always the joke because I had hairy feet. But it was that I liked having like second breakfast and yeah, walking with the stick. And that I was the reluctant explorer. Yes, so reluctant was, explorer. Yeah, that was the I one. was like a little hobbit. Um, and he was imagine. I was just always uh, talking just about dreaming of like the next. Yeah, like always. Just often my imagination, I suppose. Because we'd always sign the the books, and people wouldn't know who. That was funny because people didn't know uh, who was like male or female out of Baggins or Imagine. So they'd like catch up with us and be like, "Oh, we read about you in the thing." Like assuming that we were the other. Yeah, it was just entertaining. But um, yeah, good name, and like they have to stick now. So I don't know. We're like we're quite up for like. We're quite up for finding for like it happening organically, like something you know. Okay. They kind of stuck with the Appalachian Trail, but we're kind of like if we go to do like another one, we we'd be open to different ones. I think. Yeah. Well, look, I'm not going to do it now because I don't I, I don't feel I reserve the right to give you trail names and anything. <laughs> if I was going to do it, I probably would just call you Imagine and Baggins. Uh, <laughs> imagine Baggins. That's Imagine Baggins. Quite a lot of Imagine Dragon. Dragons. You gotta love a trail name. Our our friend who we hiked with was pretty much half the trail was Hyde because he looked like the guy from from the sun. Something like that. I can't remember. Is it a character? But now we sometimes we're like, oh yeah, Hyde. We're like, what's his actual? Oh, of course, Billy. <laughs> like, find him people have names. <laughs> yeah, Hyde, like Hyde, as in like Jekyll and Hyde. Yes, but not that because everyone always oh, asked him. Yeah. Everyone was like, "No, no, no, not Jacqueline Hyde." And he had oh, to okay. explain okay. it. So, yeah, he's got a secret. <laughs> <Of> the- <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Max and Tom, this has been an absolutely fantastic conversation, and I'm sorry that it's coming to an end, but unfortunately, boo. Um, I'm <laughs> sure. Really we're like to- talking to you. Ah, uh, thanks, thanks very much. And it's really enjoyable listening to your other podcasts as well. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, well, hopefully, like we can have you on again at some point and and hear how you got on after you've done the fourteen 
Waymark Trails in the UK. Um, and nice. certainly be keeping an eye on you on your your van. I ju- I looked at that photograph you put up the other day <laughs> of the inside of your van, and I am like I like, currently I've actually just booked a a rental camper van for whenever the five kilometer restrictions go down, and I can't wait. Oh, I'm awesome! Gonna do, I'm gonna do a try before I buy. I'm gonna do that, and I can't wait to somewhat live the van life. But I'm I'm gonna be. Watching you guys and, and and taking notes and basically just trying to copy up everything that you're doing. If you have any questions, what not to do? Any not to do. Yeah, yeah. You make the errors. You make the errors, and yeah. I'll, I'll 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 take the learnings. If you've got any questions on van conversions, always happy to have yeah. some van chat. We love a bit of van chat as well as hiker chat. Yes. Oh, sweet. Okay, well, like that. We'll make a we'll make a new podcast. It's just uh, <laughs> yes. van conversions, and you can just it's literally just you telling me what to do, and <laughs> I'm just like sawing wood aimlessly, drilling <laughs> <laughs> holes in the side of your van. Thank you. Oh, Thank you very much for your time and your patience, and uh, yeah, I can't wait to, to chat to you again. Thank Cheers, you. Thanks Thank so you much. Thanks for having us. Chat to you soon. Bye. Well, aren't they just a bundle of joy? Max and Tom, uh, they are, yeah, very down-to-earth people um, and just ha- so happen to love hiking long distances. Uh, I really, I, I honestly, I, I'm so excited for them to take on a challenge like this whenever anyone takes on like a a challenge i think you know hiking should be for everybody and you know you can do whatever way you want to do it but these guys they want to do it this way and i think it's an awesome challenge to take on hike every single national waymark trail in the uk i'd do it i'm not doing it but i would um maybe i will do it no I won't, I'm kidding. Um, that's it for this week. Um, I'll s- chat to you in two weeks' time uh, for the last episode of this season. So um, take care of yourselves, take care of each other, um, get outside and hike, and happy trails. <laughs>